I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 102 on page 464. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my crying come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the time of my trouble. Incline thine ear unto me when I call. O hear me, and that right soon. For my days are consumed away like smoke, and my bones are burnt up as it were a firebrand. My heart is smitten down and withered like grass, so that I forget to eat my bread. For the voice of my groaning, my bones will scarce cleave to my flesh. I am become like a pelican in the wilderness, and like an owl that is in the desert. I have watched and am even as it were a sparrow that sitteth alone upon the housetop. Mine enemies revile me all the day long, and they that are mad upon me are sworn together against me. For I have eaten ashes as it were bread, and mingled my drink with weeping. And that, because of thine indignation and wrath, for that, for thou hast taken me up and cast me down. My days are gone like a shadow, and I am withered like grass. But thou, O Lord, shall endure it forever and thy remembrance throughout all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for it is time that thou have mercy upon her, yea, the time is come. And why? The servants think upon her stones, and it pitieth them to see her in the dust. The nations shall fear thy name, O Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy majesty. When the Lord shall build up Zion, and when his glory shall appear, when he turneth him unto the prayer of the poor destitute, and despiseth not their desire. This shall be written for those that come after, and the people which shall be born shall praise the Lord. For he hath looked down from his sanctuary, out of the heaven did the Lord behold the earth. That he might hear the mournings of such that are in captivity, 
and deliver them that are appointed unto death. That they may declare the name of the Lord in Zion, and his worship at Jerusalem. When the peoples are gathered together, and the kingdoms also, to serve the Lord. He brought down my strength in my journey, and shortened my days. But I said, O my God, take me not away in the midst of mine age. As for thy years, they endure throughout all generations. Thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. They all shall wax old, <clears throat> as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall stand fast in thy sight. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the book of First Kings. Now Solomon assembled the elders of Israel, and all the heads of the tribes, the chief fathers of the children of Israel, to King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from the city of David, which is Zion. Therefore all the men of Israel assembled with King Solomon at the feast in the month of Ithanim, which is the seventh month. So all the elders of Israel came, and the priests took up the Ark. Then they brought up the Ark of the Lord, the Tabernacle of Meeting, and all the holy furnishings that were in the Tabernacle. The priests and the Levites brought them up. Also King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel who were assembled with him were with him before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be counted or numbered for multitude. Then the priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place, into the inner sanctuary of the temple, to the most holy place, under the wings of the cherubim, for the cherubim spread their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim overshadowed the ark at its poles. The poles extended so that the ends of the poles could be seen from the holy place, in front of the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen from outside, and they are there to this day. <clears throat> Nothing was in the ark except the two tablets of stone which Moses put there at Horeb, when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel, when they came out of the land of Egypt. And it came to pass, when the priests came out of the holy place, that the cloud filled the house of the Lord, so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. Then Solomon spoke. The Lord said he, could, he would not dwell in the dark cloud. I have surely built you an exalted house, and a place for you to dwell in forever. Then the king turned around and blessed the whole assembly of Israel while all the assembly of Israel was standing. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to my father David, and with his hand has fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I have chosen no city from any tribe of Israel in which to build a house, that my name might be there. But I chose David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of my father David to build a temple, for the name of the Lord God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, Whereas it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well that it was in your heart. 
Nevertheless, you shall not build the temple, but your son, who will come from your body, he shall build the temple for my name. So the Lord has fulfilled his word which he spoke, and I have filled the position of my father David, and sit on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised. And I have built a temple for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And there I have made a place for the ark, in which is the covenant of the Lord, which he made with our fathers, when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven, and he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven above or on earth below like you, who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. You have kept what you promised your servant David, my father. You have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hand, as it is this day. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you promised your servant David, my father, saying, You shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Israel, only if your sons take heed to their way, that they walk before me as you have walked before me. And now I pray, O God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David, my father. But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you, how much less this temple which I have built. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you today that your eyes may be opened toward this temple night and day, toward the place of which you said, My name shall be there, that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes toward this place. And may you hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. Hear in heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. When anyone sins against his neighbor and is forced to take an oath, and comes and takes an oath before your altar in this temple, then hear in heaven and act and judge your servants, condemning the wicked, bringing his way on his head, and justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness. When your people Israel are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you, and when they turn back to you and confess your name, and pray and make supplication to you in this temple, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land which you gave to their fathers. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, when they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin because you afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk, and send rain on your land which you have given to your people as an inheritance. When there is famine in the land, pestilence, or blight, or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, when their enemy besieges them in the land of their cities, whatever plague or whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer, whatever supplication is made by anyone, or by all your people Israel, when each one knows the plague of his own heart and spreads out his hands toward this temple, then hear in heaven your dwelling place and forgive and act and give to everyone according to all his ways, whose heart you know, 
for you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men, that they may fear you all the days that they live in the land which you gave to our fathers. Moreover, concerning a foreigner who is not of your people Israel, but has come from a far country for your name's sake, for they will hear of your great name and your strong hand and your outstretched arm, when he comes and prays toward this temple, here in heaven your dwelling place, and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you, that all peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this temple which I have built is called by your name. <clears throat> when your people go out to battle against their enemy, wherever you send them, and when they pray to the Lord toward the city which you have chosen and the temple which I have built for your name, then hear in heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you become angry with them and deliver them to the enemy, and they take their captive to the land of the enemy, and they, and they take them captive to the land of the enemy, far or near, Yet when they come to themselves in the land where they were carried captive, and repent, and make supplication to you in the land of, whose, of those who took them captive, saying, We have sinned and done wrong, we have committed wickedness. And then we, when they return to you with all their heart, and with all their soul in the land of the enemies, who led them away captive, and pray to you toward the land which you gave to their fathers, the city which you have chosen, and the temple which I have built for your name, then hear in heaven your dwelling place, their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause, and forgive your people who have sinned against you, and all the transgressions which they have transgressed against you, and grant them compassion before those who took them captive, that they may have compassion on them. For they are your people and your inheritance, whom you brought out of Egypt, out of the iron furnace, that your eyes may be open to the supplication of your servant, and the supplication of your people Israel, to listen to them whenever they call to you. For you separated them from among all the peoples of the earth to be your inheritance, as you spoke by your servant Moses, when you brought our fathers out of Egypt, O Lord God. And so it was, when Solomon had finished praying all this prayer and supplication to the Lord, that he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. Then he stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord, who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised through his servant Moses. May the Lord our God be with us, as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us or forsake us, that he may incline our hearts to himself, to walk in all his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And may these words of mine, with which I have made supplication before the Lord, be near the Lord our God day and night, that he may may maintain the cause of his servant, and the cause of his people Israel, <clears throat> as each day may require, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God, there is no other. Let your heart therefore be loyal to the Lord our God, to walk in his statues and keep his commandments, as at this day.
Then the king and all Israel with him offered sacrifices before the Lord. And Solomon offered a sacrifice of peace offerings, which he offered to the Lord. Twenty-two thousand bulls and one hundred and twenty thousand sheep. So the king and all the children of Israel dedicated the house of the Lord. On the same day the king consecrated the middle of the court that was in front of the house of the Lord. For there he offered burnt offerings, grain offerings, and the fat of the peace offerings, because the bronze altar that was before the Lord was too small to receive the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and the fat of the peace offerings. At that time Solomon held a feast, <clears throat> and all Israel with him, a great assembly from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Egypt, before the Lord our God. Seven days and seven more days, fourteen days. On the eighth day he sent the people away, and they blessed the king, and went to their tents joyful and glad of heart, for all the good that the Lord had done for his servant David, and for Israel his people. Here ended the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the first epistle of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. <clears throat> Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. But concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you should increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him 
those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. Grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee, let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church. And because it cannot continue in safety without thy succor, preserve it evermore by thy help and goodness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, 
Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run to any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. A few notes on a uh, lesson from Kings, this great dedication of the temple by Solomon. It takes place in the seventh month, and the feast of the seventh month, which in a Jewish thing is tradition is Sukkot, which is the culmination of the three fall feasts, uh, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and then it, 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 it finishes with the, with the festival of Sukkot. That's what that everyone would naturally be gathered in Jerusalem for that. The dedication of the temple marks the movement of God's presence in Israel from temporary and moving in the tent or tabernacle now to permanent and fixed in a location in the temple. That's the main thing that's happening here, that's that sort of uh, location shift. And, and the, the presence of the glory cloud in the temple is significant. This marks God's presence. Um, and we'll note later on uh, in the prophet Ezekiel when the, the promise of, you know, Solomon says, if you, if you people are judged and get sent away, bring them back. Before the, um, the exile of Israel, before the destruction of the, of the Solomon's temple take place about 400 years from this event, the glory cloud leaves the temple. God gets up from the temple and goes. So here he's taking up residence in the temple. And we should understand um, for, uh, oh, and the one other note about that is that, so Solomon makes it clear that God has fulfilled all his promises. He made a promise to, to David and his legitimate heir and son, and here it is. And this is the clearest type of the, of the glorious kingdom that prefigures Christ, who is the son of David in the fullest and complete sense. And much that um, of the language that surrounds the incarnation in the New Testament um, comes from here. Here the glory comes to dwell in the building. And we hear from John that um, uh, that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, beheld his glory. And so the idea of the incarnation is that the glory of God that now do, here dwells in the temple will come to dwell in the person of Jesus. And this is how in the New Testament, um, Jesus, abrogates to himself all of the things that would normally be thought of as the temple. And this is a, a sign of New Testament conflict. This is a source of New Testament conflict because the, the religious leaders think you should go to the temple to do this. And Jesus proclaims the ability to do it just in his person, like forgive sins and proclaim people healed and that kind of thing. And so we should understand that all these these the petitions where Solomon makes where he says, if they pray this way towards this temple here in heaven. And so we, we think of that in terms of praying towards Jesus, who is the new temple. And of course, we are also his temple. So we always pray sort of in him and towards him. And that's how we, we understand the fulfillment of the Solomon prayer. A couple notes on the Thessalonians passage. The, the, the emphasis on sexual morality, that you know how to possess your, your vessel, your body in sanctification and honor, highlights the fact that nothing has changed from the New Testament era 
um, fornication and sexual immorality is very common in the first century world. Um, it was much like it is in ours, where it's no big deal. Uh, and St. Paul makes it clear that Christians are, are going to be, are called to be different from that. Uh, we, you have to be set apart to be holy. Don't be like the world around you. And so this whole temptation for the church to fall into the to the prevailing morality is a violation of the same call to be holy. And we realize, no, everything that God calls us to, he still calls us to. Um, and then the, 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 the passage about the Christian hope, this is our funeral epistle. And um, the, the idea here that St. Paul is dealing with is that, or the error is that some thought that since some people died before Christ came back, they had sort of missed the resurrection. And so St. Paul clarifies that, no, those who have died in the Thessalonian church have not missed it because when the Lord comes, he will descend and the trumpet will sound. And the trumpet is mentioned a few places. It's mentioned in Matthew 24. It's mentioned in 1 Corinthians 15, where St. Paul talks about the resurrection. The trumpet will sound, announcing the end, incidentally, something that heralds um, the trumpet of of um of Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, the trumpet heralding the new thing. And uh, the dead will rise and will meet the Lord in the air. This is sometimes erroneously associated with the, the rapture of dispensationalism, but it's not the rapture, it's clearly the resurrection. The, de the dead are raised in their new bodies. And meeting the Lord, the language here in the ancient world, when a, a king came to visit the city, came to a city, the people would go out to meet him, and then they would accompany him as he came in. And, and the image here really is that at, at the end of time, when our Lord comes to, to finish his new creation, we will, we, the, dead will, the dead will be raised to, to, and we will meet him, and we will accompany him as he comes to, to earth, and as we come into our inheritance, uh, the new heavens and the new earth that will be completed in the resurrection. And just to highlight again, always the hope of the Christian hope is oriented towards the resurrection. It's never merely dying and going to heaven. Here, St. Paul makes it clear that, that after death and before resurrection is asleep in paradise is the language used, but it's intermediate awaiting this final uh, act of God in completing his new creation. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving.
Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Have a good day. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone.